I'm excited for what God has for us today. We've been in a series titled Summer on the Mount or Summer on a Really Tall Hill, uh, if you want to get funny with it. Um, and we've been looking at the teachings of Jesus, right? We spent the summer kind of sitting through the teachings of Jesus and looking at the words to, of Jesus and seeing how it translates to our culture today. And so my goal for us today is to come together, look at the words of Jesus and see if we can make sense of our days, like the day to day. Because so much of our lives, whether we realize it or not, is affected by the people we're surrounded by, our culture and our context and in the places that we live. And it affects our day-to-day operations, the way we operate throughout our day. And a lot of this starts at, at a young age, right? Even at a young age, this mentality became carried into our context of, of adulthood. And I, I, I think about it like this, right? We're raised at a very young age to be driven, right? We have goals, we have aspirations, we have things we wanna do. And even we're raised with talking points. Like everybody we follow, like the people we look up to, they all say the same things, right? They're like, I worked hard, I put in my time, right? I went to college, I wanna be the best, I'm the GOAT. If you don't know what that means, it means greatest of all time. Right? If you hear a kid and walking around, he's like, oh, that guy's goaded. Yeah, greatest of all time, it's an acronym. People may refer to Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time. Personally, I've subscribed to that theory, not LeBron James, but we can talk about that after. Right? We, we talk about these talking points all the time in our lives. And I, I don't want this message to come off as like, hey, I'm not telling you to work hard, like don't work hard or like don't have goals. But I do wanna look and address the ways, the mindset, and the mentality of Jesus. And, and this, we have to prepare ourselves for this, okay? What we're gonna talk about may be totally countercultural to what you believe. Like it could be a complete challenging um, message. It could can contradict your thought process. And so we really have to prepare ourselves now. Um, and so, hey, can we pray real quick? Uh, Lord, thank you. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the moments that we'll have today. Father, I ask that this message would not be from me, but would be a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that your words would be moving and impacting and we would be resonating with them, Lord, and that we would would just grow closer to you. In your name we pray, amen, amen. I think we have an unhealthy relationship with our day. And what I mean by that is our calendar, our planning, Plotting, preparing, controlling, dictating, determining, our focus, passions, goal setting, mentality, our path, our work ethic, they aren't necessarily the ways of Jesus. Like if I got up here and I I said, hey, I'm gonna get up here, I'm gonna preach on anxiety, like everybody would be like, I'm in, perfect. I I know all about that. This is gonna be relatable. But when I talk about planning, you're kind of like, hold on, wait a minute, where is this headed? Like we're all in the same boat and our mentality is created by our context and our culture and that's how our perspective is is created. And I'm willing to bet that through a trend in our society, there are some of you who are this way and you don't even realize it. There are some of you in this auditorium who struggle when you don't have something to do on any given day. When you have nothing to do, it's hard. You feel like you always have to go, go, go. And I don't think that's a, a comment on your spiritual health or your physical health or your, your emotional health, 
but I think it is contextually something that we've picked up and adopted in our day and age because of the environment we're in, right? I have this calendar in my office, okay? And this is the first time I will ever get excited about a calendar, I promise you. Um, and in this, this calendar in my office, it's like a corkboard, and it has all the things I wanna do in youth ministry the next, through the next school year. Like I plan from fall all the way till kids graduate next year. Like I have all these things, right? And I'm talking like sermon series, volunteer resources, parent resources. They're all planned out. The events, like I'm ahead of the game. And so like I'm in my office and I'm like walking around with these note cards, like pinning them to the corkboard. I'm like, ooh, red, that's a sermon series. That one's going in April. And I'm over here, I'm like, ooh, the blue one. That's, that's for the volunteers. That's, yep, there it is. Boom, perfect, look at that. Ooh, green event, yep, right there. And so I'm getting excited about putting colored note cards on a corkboard. What? What? And I'm like so excited and I put this entire board together, our entire school year, all the events, and I feel like I'm a parent. I'm like, look, look at what I made. Like, look at how cool this is. Like, I'm like showing it off to people. It's a, it's a calendar, what am I doing? And I'm showing this off to someone and they look at everything I've planned and they go, that's a lot. You know, you know you have to do that, right? Like, you know you have to plan all those events. You know that you have to plan all those resources and create all those resources. And I, for the first time, I looked at this wonderful thing that I thought I created and went, oh no, what have I done? What did I get myself into? And then in a moment, I'm looking at a year's worth of work that I want to complete today. And there's this sense of worry and dread, and, and I'm just nervous now. And so I wanna talk about the idea that amongst all the things you've planned and scheduled through your day and your weeks and your month, that, that God wants to partner with you today. I wanna to talk to you today about the teachings of Jesus and what he has to, what he has to say about your day-to-day -day life. And these teachings are found in Matthew chapter six, and you're probably gonna be just like, a little shaken, you might be a little surprised to discover what these teachings say about your day-to-day -day life. So we're looking at Matthew chapter six, verses 25. It says, this is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides them with each, them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? In 27, it says, so which one of you by worrying could add anything to your life? Another translation says, could you grow taller by worrying? Wouldn't that be nice? Like you just worry a little bit and you grow a little bit taller. That'd be awesome. Um, verse 28, and why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work or toil. And yet even Solomon, Solomon is the richest man to ever live, says in all his splendor was robed in beauty like one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need? You have little faith. So then forsake your worries. Forsake your worries. Forsake your worries. Man, I wish I could just give up what I worried about. But like, nah, me and, me and my worries, we go way back. 
Like, we got relationship. We're close. Like, I'm best friends with my worries. Like, if I want to forsake my worries, that's like a breakup. And that's bad. Like, you ever, ever had a break? It's bad, right? Forsake your worries. And here's what I love about Jesus. When Jesus tells you to do something, he follows it up with basically how to do it. So it goes on. So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly chase after God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Now here's the most potent teaching of Jesus on the subject of being present today. Verse 34, it says, refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Tomorrow will take care of itself. What he's saying is, hey, I don't want you in tomorrow. I, I want you here today. I have, a, I have this interesting conversation with somebody. We were kind of talking about everything that's happening, that's coming up. And, he go, and, and this person goes, dude, you have a lot going on. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you've, you've got camps. You've got to preach on Sunday. You've got all these things happening in your life. Like, dude, you need to slow down. He's like, you're doing too much. And I, I just thought this was interesting because in that moment, I was feeling like I wasn't doing enough. Like I felt like I wasn't achieving enough. I felt like I wasn't living up to my full potential. I felt like I was supposed to be somewhere farther down the road than where I'm currently at. Like I felt like I, I should have been great by now. And there's some of you in this room who feel like you should be great and you wanna be great, but Jesus wants you to be great today, just in this moment. There are some of you who are married who wanna be married 22 years and have that, that super long marriage, but God wants to help you be married today. Excuse me. What I've come to realize is that Jesus is never going to give us enough energy, strength, or power for tomorrow, but only for the day, today. And he'll tell you he's in tomorrow. He'll tell you that he's in the future. And he'll tell you all about how he's covered your past and he's in yesterday. But he makes it very clear that he's always available today, in this moment. What I think is funny is God is preoccupied with now, what's happening right now. But are you? Am I? Or are we so worried? Is our anxiety so high? Are we worrying? Are we unsettledness? Are our selfishness, our, our fearfulness, getting ourselves all worked up? And it has nothing to do often what's happening now, but what may happen in the future. And so we put so much effort into programs and we put so much effort into concepts and things we plan on doing all based off of what may happen. And I wanna tell you that God put on skin and bone, moved into your neighborhood and came to say that today is enough. If you're in pain, today is enough. If you're having a really good day, today is enough. There are some of you who can't enjoy a wonderful day because you can predict and project and look into the future and feel like there's something bad about to happen. And so you can't enjoy today because you're worried about tomorrow. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are some of you who that can't endure a painful day 
because you look into the future and you predict and you project and you think and you feel like there's not gonna be another wonderful day ahead. And so we get stuck in these processes and we have a problem. We lack a fundamental concept called endurance. And endurance isn't a cool term. Like it's not like a endurance. Like nobody gets excited about endurance, right? But I wanna talk to you about how to endure. What I'm beginning to learn is that what you will want in your life are the things that last long-term, right? They're the things that are sustainable. It's something that lasts. It's something that endures. And what is funny is to endure means you have to be able to do just today. You have to be able to go a long way by focusing on today. The long way to go is just to be here today. And here's what I know about Jesus. He's gonna give you the strength to be who you are today. And we're not talking about tomorrow for when tomorrow comes, it'll be today. Here's my challenge. You're here and you make choices that you wish nobody knew about. Welcome to the club. We all do it. But what if you could use self-control just today? Just right now, today. For the 12 hours that we have left. If you could use self-control just today. Today, some of you are like, Garrett, I really wanna overcome just today. What if we just focused on today? Like what's crazy is, is God put on skin and bone, moved into our world, and he's the only person to ever come from heaven to earth, and he put himself in a construct he created. And what I mean is that like sun up, sun down, day-to-day activities, he comes to earth and puts himself in this kind of concept, right? Like he created that. God doesn't need sleep. He's eternal. He doesn't need sleep. But yet when he wires us, he mentions that, hey, you guys are going to have to shut down at some point in a pattern. So he creates the concept of day and night. He knew that for us to function at our highest capacity, we needed to be able to shut down in a pattern. Yet we try to fight this whole concept And we try to build our days together and days begin to blur together because we do all this planning. Like I can't be the only one who looks at their Google calendar and sees the week ahead of them and goes, oh no, this this is wrong, this is bad. There's no time to binge watch Netflix in here. Like, am I the only one who does that? Looks at at my calendar and goes, oh, this is bad. Or I can't be the only one who looks at my month and I I pan out and I, I move from the week to the month and I go, Oh, this is it, I'm quitting. This is, this is too much. Like, I don't even have time to golf in here at all any of these days. I can't, I can't be the only one. Uh, maybe, maybe you guys are just more spiritual than me, I don't know. I don't know. I, am I the only one who will stay up late just to feel like I have some margin in my life? That I feel like I have some time to be alone? Right, it's like, man, I went to bed at 2 a.m. It's like, well, what time did you get home? 10. But I, I had to stay up just to feel like I had some time alone. Like, I was so busy, I just needed time by myself. And I think it's funny that Jesus, the eternal one, the one who doesn't live by days, the one who's outside time, is more preoccupied with our day than we are. He's more concerned about 
our day and he's more focused on our day than we are. We're so preoccupied with our calendar and our plans than we are just the day ahead of us. Like we make fun of people who don't plan things. Like you ever realize that? Like if you're a planner in today's society, you are like celebrated. You're like, oh, you're so noble. You're a planner. And then we meet somebody who's like, ah, I don't know, I think I'm gonna wing it today. And you're like, what? You're gonna wing it? You're like, who are you? You are going nowhere in life. Like, and we, we get uptight about somebody who is just focused on the day. The rest of us, we're on the grind. I got places to be. You're like sitting out at coffee with your friends and it's like, like 10 o'clock. You're like, I gotta be out of here at 10.07 because I have a big schedule. And if I don't leave at 10.07, everything's gonna be thrown off. I'm on the move. I'm on the grind. I got places to be. Like What? <laughs> Like, and then, we, and then we get weird about this, right? We, we flex how busy we are. We're like, yeah, I'm important. I got things to do. And then we get done telling people about our day, our, how many emails we responded to. Like, come on, first of all, like way back, way back sounds really bad when I, like I'm 22 and I say that, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, man, there was a point where like, if you got one email, you got excited, right? You're like, ooh, I got mail. And like, it was cool. And then you got 150 of them today and you're like, I want nothing to do with this, right? Like we flex how many emails we get. We're like, how many emails you get? You get 50, I get 150, easy. Like I respond to all of them as they come up. Like, what are we flexing about here? Like what, what this, is what we're, this is what we're doing today? But we get done talking about all these things and we get done flexing and we get done like, yeah, I'm busy. And then we get around our close friends and we're done telling everybody about what we do. And we're like, I'm so exhausted. Uh, I'm just so, I have so much to do. Like what? We just, we just flexed about it. And now we're over here complaining about it. And if you have friends like my, they're like, man, I, I think this was your idea. I think you did this to yourself. Like you, you built your, it's you. Like don't even. And so we, we get so preoccupied with all these things. And there's always that one friend that's like, I just quit. Like you have that friend in your life, like you, you start talking about how busy you are and they're like, ah, oh, dude, you just need to quit. Like I'm that friend, I'm gonna be honest. You tell me you're busy, I don't, just quit. I don't know, what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't think you need that third job. Um, I just, I think, we, I think it's okay. And you're like, man, that's not what I needed from you at all. Like, we, we wanna be celebrated for how busy we are. Like, oh, you're so cool. You do so much. You're so important. You, you're just such a hard worker. I wish I could be a hard worker and, and I wish I could be just like you. And, and then you have your one friend who's like, I just, I don't know if we need to do this. You could, you could probably quit. And so we fill our days and our calendars and, and we create all these plans. And then we spend time telling everyone how exhausted and overwhelmed we are. Like, what are we gonna do? Like our biggest heroes, the people in our lives, the people we look up to, are the busiest people in our lives, right? Like you look at all the celebrities, they're busy all the time. And you're like, yes, that's it. I'm gonna, like, no time to eat. I'm gonna live off Quest bars and diet soda and aspartame. And you're like, okay, sure. 
But then we come to a space like this where we have to listen and relax and focus. And we're wondering why it's hard to do any of that, right? It's really hard to focus when all we're wired to do is, is plan, 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 do, 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 prepare, prepare, prepare. And one of the most amazing scriptures to me, it's not on the screen, I kind of put this in last minute, is Proverbs 16, verse nine. And it says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This is what it means to be human, right? You ever, you ever around a kid that you ask like, hey, what do you wanna be when you grow up? First of all, why do we ask like seven-year-olds, like, what do you wanna be when you grow up? What are we, what are we doing? Like, that we just, I think we just don't know how to talk to kids. I think that's, that's my personal opinion. It's like, you get around a kid, you're like, oh, this is awkward. I don't know what to do with this. What do you wanna be when you grow up? And the kid, man, we have all done this. It's like, I wanna be the first doctor, lawyer, astronaut in space. And you're like, nice. And then you look at them and you go, hey, if you just work super hard, right? If you just work hard enough, you can fly to the moon and practice medicine at the same time. What? What are we doing? Are we gonna keep telling people to make huge plans and, and the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, is like, hey guys, I kinda wired you for today. I kinda wired you just to be here and now. And what I want to do and what I'm going to do is help you take your next step. And you're like, what? He's like, yeah. I just wanna tell you what I want you to do next. And we're like, like, like today? Yeah, but, but I, I, I wanna know about like 10 years from now. Like what's, what's my future gonna be like 10 years from now? He's like, but I, but I wanna focus on today. And you're like, yeah, but I wanna know if I'm still attractive in 10 years. <laughs> we are so focused on what we have to do in the following days that we can't rest in his presence now. I think it's interesting that in the context of worry and anxiety, Jesus talks about our relationship with the day. One of the reasons anxiety and fear in your life may be amplified and may be just way more predominant and intensifying in your life is because you try to live multiple days at once. And, and you try to plan your days accordingly and blend all your days together. But you just have now. You just have today. Are you here? Are you here? Are you somewhere five to 10 years ago worrying about a mistake you made? Are you somewhere five to 10 days ago worrying about that thing you said to that one person? Or are you somewhere five to 10 days from now worrying about the future? Or are you here in this moment? What I love about God, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you about today. And it's not the most encouraging teaching, right? Because he's like, he's like, today's got a ton of trouble. There's a lot that's gonna happen, right? It, dude, some things are gonna go down. It's gonna be crazy. So I would kind of just focus on today because tomorrow's gonna have its own trouble. Tomorrow's gonna have its own challenges and tomorrow's gonna take care of itself. So just focus on today. It's, it's a way of saying like, guys, it's what I do, right? I'm in the future, I'm in the present, I'm in the past. You can't be, you won't be, and if you try to be, 
you're going to be worried. If you're going, you're going to be worried. Whatever situation or challenge that's in front of you, if I ask you, can you do it for the, the 12 hours? Some of you are like, I'm up 18, I'm an achiever. Okay, we well, get it, you're more spiritual than us. If, if you could just take the remaining hours that you have left for the rest of the day and just focus on today, could you do it? I wanna remind you that in relation to you and your timing and, and your life, God is mostly here today in this moment. Not, not yesterday or tomorrow. One translation says today is enough. Today is enough. In this culture, absolutely not. We talk about days as if they're not gifts from God. Oh, it's just another Sunday. I'm just making it through the week. It's just another Monday. Yet God in his mystery and his magnificence is like, I'd like to be in step with you today. I wanna help you take the next step alongside you today. What is your next step today? Man, some of you think that, that little phone call to, to that friend to be encouraging and calling him up doesn't matter. Some of you feel like it's, it's not gonna make an impact, but it does make that one little phone call, the next one easier, and the one after that one easier. Like some of you are so negative and, and so mean to yourself, and you think one day of being positive yourself isn't gonna change anything, and it's not gonna matter because you, you're 24 years old, and your dad is negative, and your mom is negative, and your friends are negative, and your coworkers are negative, and your boss is negative, and all the people you're surrounded by are negative, and so you go, forget it, I'm gonna be negative, and I'm gonna live a negative life. But what you've underestimated is that on this Sunday morning, if you allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you to encourage yourself and encourage other people, you'll be far more likely to do it tomorrow if you just did it today. How about you encourage yourself today? Is today enough for you? We're, we're gonna close here in just a minute. I love, I love 34. Uh, can, we, can we get just, just verse 34 up there again? It says, refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. If you're like me, I, I read that, I go, that's awesome, super cool, amazing. Tomorrow will take care of itself. You're like, that's so good. And there's this, we, we, we walk out of the auditorium and we get ready to have our lunch plans, right? We're going to like Applebee's or 2510 or McDonald's. I don't know where you're going for lunch after we're out of here. But we get in our cars and if you're like me, there's a little voice in the back of your head that goes, how do I do that? How do I let tomorrow take care of itself? Because like I might, I might focus on today like on Monday, like wake up and be like, I'm gonna focus on today. But the second that life gets challenging, I'm out. I'm just going back to what I was doing. I'm gonna start worrying about the future. We talk about how we need to set goals, make plans, but I want you to know that's not a big part of Jesus's teaching at all. It's American. Like, it's just our culture. And I'm not saying it's bad. Like, some of you are like, planning has gotten me so far. That's awesome. That's great. But it's probably not helped you in the anxiety department. 
We pile days on and we try to live two days in one, a year in one. And God says, I wanna work with you today. What's crazy is verse 34 is made possible by verse 33, if we have 33 up on the screen. It says, so above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Above all. Like, I feel like if Jesus says above all, like that's pretty important, right? Like how important? Above all. Above all. Above all, don't plan it. Above all, don't Google calendar it. He's like, I want you to fill your day with the idea of the king and the kingdom and his domain. And I gotta tell you what kind of king he is this morning. He's a different kind of king. Jesus was the fullness of the king in bodily form. And he didn't act like kings act down here. He didn't act like presidents act down here. He didn't act like some preachers act down here. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve and give my life away as a ransom for many. He's a king that serves. He's a king that walks with us. He's a king that guides us. He's a king that befriends us. He's a king that wants a relationship with us. And when does he want that relationship? Today, just today. So I want you to think about the king today and the relationship that he wants with you goes on to say, and then it says his righteousness. The righteousness speaks to the gift that has been given because of what Jesus did on the cross. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, for, the, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus became sin so that you could become righteousness. Righteousness speaks to your standing and your relationship with God. It means you're in right relationship with God. And I wanna speak to it for a moment because it's a gift that's given. And some of us are still really feeling like your relationship with God is still based on your performance and not Jesus's. There are some of you who think like, if I just get up at five o'clock in the morning and I pray super hard and then I study the Bible for 24 hours a day and then I go to church and no, that doesn't earn God's love. He loves you today because of what Jesus did on the cross. Like if we left here and we went to lunch and Jesus appeared at the table and with knowledge of everything you are and are not in total comprehension of your life story, every skeleton hidden in your closet, if he laid out the real state of your present discipleship with hidden agendas, the mixed motives, the dark desires buried deep within your psyche, you would still feel his acceptance and forgiveness because that's the gospel. It's the goodest news of all is that there is nothing you could ever do that would stop God from loving you, stop from giving you his forgiveness. It's the greatest news of all time. And so what if for a moment we allowed ourselves to understand that God's love, he, he loves you right where you're at. God loves you today, despite your hurt, despite your habits, despite your hangups, despite all of it, he loves you today. Not tomorrow, today. And what if because of that love he has for us, we walked out of this auditorium, we got in our cars getting ready to go to lunch and we just took a minute to stop. And individually we all went, 
God, what do you want me to do next? And if you don't get an answer, hey, have a good rest of your day. But maybe, just maybe, you might get the strong sense you're supposed to go home or you get the sense that you're supposed to go out. But maybe, just maybe, wherever you go, you're gonna go with God. When did today and, and just do, the idea of just doing today become a sign of weakness? When did it become something to frown upon? I think it'd be wrong if I didn't give you a moment just to be present today. I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes. I'm gonna invite you into this moment with one of my friends here is playing. And, and what if we were just here for the next few minutes and nowhere else? What if we begin just to take in the fact that God loves you right where you're at today? Wherever you're watching online, God loves you right where you're at today. And you're just here and just take a deep breath relax and just sit here and understand in this moment the creator of the universe wants a relationship with you despite all the messed up stuff you've done all the skeletons in the closet he wants a relationship with you so if you're here and you say, Garrett, I want to receive Jesus as my savior. I want to walk with Jesus. I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to know the King. I want to know the God of today. I want to accept that he became sin and died on the cross so that I could become right with God. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You just simply have to receive it, believe it and accept it. And so with every eye closed, if that's you, if you're like, Garrett, that's me right now. I want to receive it, believe it and accept it. Would you just put your hands up on the count of three, three, two, one, put your hand up. Amen. Amen. All right, man, I'm, I'm done. I'm gonna pray us out. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of today. Lord, you are worthy of all the praise. Lord, you are in this moment directing our next step, Father. You want us to, to go to places we could never expect. You wanna partner with us today. Lord, I thank you for those people who believe it, receive it, and accept it, Lord, that you are their savior. Lord, allow us and position us in a way that we're no longer focused on our calendar,